on episode 494 of Nintendo Switchcraft Direct Rumors, Animal Crossing Sales and Thoughts, and Sony Helps Out Nintendo, those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hello, look! Hey, listen! Welcome back to Switchcraft, everybody. You can tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, I do a show on Saturday that is com- uh, filled with your ideas, your thoughts, your questions. Use the hashtag on Twitter, AskRJS, or join our community Discord over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord, and use the AskRJS channel to get your thoughts uh, on the Saturday episodes. Today's Monday, and this episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Megan M. Get Switchcraft and all my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. All right, let's get started. I want to start with direct rumors. We've got rumors of a Nintendo Direct. Of course we have rumors of a Nintendo Direct. It's been like more than 200 days since the last Nintendo Direct, and I know that we have had the Animal Crossing Direct. I know that we've had the Indie World Showcase. I know that we've had other Directs, but we haven't had a general Nintendo Direct that is not about a single game or that is not featuring indie games. We're talking about what the hell is Nintendo doing for the rest of 2020 because Animal Crossing is now out. And oh my God, is it good? Uh, but Animal Crossing is now out, and for the rest of the year, we really don't have any idea what to expect from Nintendo. So, what are the rumors saying? Well, of, like I said, of, of course, there's going to be rumors. I told you that pretty much every week until the next Nintendo Direct, I'm going to be saying I expect a Nintendo Direct anytime soon. Now, why do I expect one to happen now? Because this is the end of Nintendo's fiscal year. Nintendo's fiscal year, uh, fiscal year, not their fiscal year, their fiscal year uh, ends on uh, March 31st. And so they begin their new fiscal year on April 1st, which is kind of a weird thing to do, but that's okay. Um, so right now we are still in fiscal year 2019 and 2020 will start on April 1st for Microsoft. Microsoft. Why did I say Microsoft? Uh, They will start for Nintendo. So that is why I'm expecting that in this week, sometime before the 31st, we're going to hear something from Nintendo about what they're doing for the rest of the year because their investors are going to want to know. We'll see if it happens. It's, It's probably... Not going to happen. Who knows? Maybe Nintendo has just decided no more directs. But let, let's get to the actual rumors that people are talking about. Uh, so this is um, this rumor is coming from a Twitter user who previously leaked E3's cancellation before anybody else did. Now, while that's true, I think it was safe to say that that was an easy bet to make. After GDC got canceled, after all of the other... Uh, video game events got canceled. 
it was a pretty safe bet to say that E3 is going to get canceled. And so, yes, this Twitter user leaked that E3 was canceled before anybody else. Well, now this uh, Twitter user is leaking that uh, there is going to be a Nintendo Direct next week with some teaser info about Breath of the Wild 2 and supposedly a teaser about a Metroid game. Now, I have to say, that would be some amazing news. I would love to hear more about that because I have to I have to tell you, the two games that I guess would be most... Now that Animal Crossing is out, the two games that are most anticipated by me... Well... Breath of the Wild is always going to be the most anticipated game on a Nintendo platform for me. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2, that is. But, you know, the other one that is very, very highly anticipated is Metroid Prime 4. Now, just to give you a little bit of context, Metroid Prime 4, Nintendo was already working on that. Uh, they actually had a company working on Metroid Prime 4 or some a, a dev working on Metroid Prime 4, and then they decided you know what, it's not going in the right direction. It's not It's not hitting on all cylinders. It's just not fun. We're going to scrap everything and start from scratch, and we're going to send that over to Retro Studios, who is the uh, studio that originally made Metroid Prime 1. So, you know, it feels like it's in good hands. Of course, you know, there's a lot of people who worked at Retro Studios that don't work at Retro Studios anymore. However, there is a large portion of the people who worked on Metroid Prime 1, not as directors or anything, but they worked on the project and they are working on or, or at uh, Retro Studios still. And, you know, Nintendo gave us, uh, you know, that, that announcement. They said, hey, here's what's happening. We're canceling or, or we're, we're throwing everything away and starting over. And we haven't heard anything about Metroid Prime since. So I would love to know what's going on with Metroid Prime 4. It would be pretty amazing to see some footage of Metroid Prime 4. However, I personally don't think that we will see Metroid Prime 4 this year. So putting it in a direct in March doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So that makes me a little wary of this particular rumor. The second thing that makes me uh, a little wary of this rumor is Breath of the Wild 2 being in it. Not because I don't think Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out this year, although there were rumors that that got delayed. Um, first off, Nintendo, it, for, you can't delay a game that has not had a uh, an announcement of a launch date. Just just to be fair, that's impossible. You can't delay, a, you can't say we're delaying this game when you've never told us when it's coming out. So the, the people who are saying that Breath of the Wild 2 got delayed, okay, maybe internally Nintendo had a target and they changed that target, but it's there's no official delay because there was never an official uh, release date. But when they first showed that off, uh, Breath of the Wild 2, which shocked everybody, you know, I, I was shocked. Uh, but when they first showed that off, my initial reaction was this is coming out holiday 2020 to uh, give Nintendo, uh, um, you know, a brace against the deluge of people who are going to be out, out and buying an Xbox One X. Or I'm sorry, an Xbox Series X or a PS5. Why would they be buying uh, Nintendo stuff? Well, because Breath of the Wild 2. 
And not just that, but, you know, Breath of the Wild 2, we've seen footage from it. So we can assume that that footage is based on the engine that they already used to make Breath of the Wild 1. So therefore, it's not going to take nearly as long to make Breath of the Wild 2 than it did to make Breath of the Wild 1. Now, Breath of the Wild 1 was released with a famously long development cycle, but it was released on March 3rd, uh, 2017, three years ago. And I think for holiday 2020, it would make a lot of sense for Breath of the Wild 2 to come out. And I'm very much looking forward to it. However, I, I, I am... I don't know that I'm skeptical that they would talk about it now, but you would think that they would save that for E3. And yes, I know E3 has been canceled. However, when I say E3, I mean the Nintendo Direct that gets um, unveiled to us in June, if we ever have a Nintendo Direct again. So the idea of Zelda... (laughs) Sorry, I got distracted by somebody trying to put something on screen. Thanks, Vaxer. That's awful. Um, <laughs> the uh, the idea of Zelda, um, I, I think that that's something that should be announced in June for the second half of the year. And whatever they put in this particular Direct, if we do get one this week or next week, I think it should be games that are coming out only in the next three months. And I think that that would be very exciting. And I'm looking forward to hearing more. And uh, what do you guys think? Do you think that this is a possibility? Do you think it's possible that we're going to hear about Breath of the Wild 2 and Metroid Prime 4 uh, in a direct this week? Uh, So I'm going to tweet that out, and uh, I'm going to have you guys respond to that tweet. It will obviously be a poll as well. And I will talk about your uh, reasoning on Saturday's episode. All right? Progress. Sega's arcade game, now a home video game from Parker Brothers, the ones to beat. Let's talk about Animal Crossing. Um, First off, Animal Crossing sales have been fantastic. Like, it is is, uh, apparently New Horizons has sold over 1.3 million copies already, and this is a game that came out uh, three days ago. Uh, It is the fastest-selling game in the series. It is the fastest-selling Switch game so far in japan i believe or i no, i'm sorry that that was in europe and oh no i was right it is the fastest selling switch launch game today in japan so uh animal crossing is doing exceedingly well in fact launch sales for animal crossing new horizons is 3.5 times higher than the last game in the series which was uh, animal crossing new leaf which came out on the nintendo 3ds which is surprising because with a with a game that's on the 3DS, you would anticipate you would have more copies sold because people don't share 3DSs nearly as much as they share Nintendo Switches. So for it to have 3.5 times bigger launch sales than New Leaf, that is very, very surprising. However, I will say that there has there's been a a dearth of um of, of big Nintendo uh, tentpole items uh, that have been in uh, uh, in this year. Like, there hasn't been very much for us to play recently. So this is, this is kind of a, a huge, huge game to come out. And I have to say 
that I'm having an absolute blast playing it. Uh, just one, a little bit more information about uh, sales. Uh, the uh, GFK top 10 for the week ending March 21st is uh, showing that Animal Crossing New Horizons and Doom Eternal are the top two games this week. Uh, not a huge surprise because those are the two brand new games this week, but Doom Eternal is a multi-platform game. You can get that on Google Stadia, you can get that on Xbox, you can get that on PlayStation, you can get that on PC. And Animal Crossing, you can only get on Nintendo Switch. And Animal Crossing sold more than Doom Eternal, according to uh, gamesindustry.biz. And I think that that is very very interesting. Uh, of course, Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe is still hanging out, out on this top 10 list at at, par, um, at number 5. Uh, let's see. And then Grand Theft Auto 5 is sitting there at number 6. So, uh, But Animal Crossing beating out Doom Eternal, uh, a multi-platform game, a, a multi-platform game that is a sequel to one of the um, best single-player first-person shooters of all time, that is very, very impressive. And I have to say that it's deserved because the game is incredibly fun. Now, I want to talk about my experience with the game so far. I'm currently uh, on day two of the game. I didn't play it on the first day because I was very busy playing uh, Doom Eternal, which is amazing and, and awesome and if you are looking for a first-person shooter and you can play Doom Eternal on some other platform, then pick it up. And if you can't pick up Doom Eternal on some other platform, then wait for it to come to Nintendo Switch and play it there because that game is amazing. But anyway, let's talk about uh, Animal Crossing. I'm on my third day. Uh, Blathers has come to my island. The museum is currently under construction and right now... My island has fish and bugs littered everywhere. Everywhere that I go, because I've got no place to store these things, I just go out on the island someplace and just start stacking up fish and and uh, <laughs> and bugs and anything else that's going to go to the museum. And I'm currently at the point where I, I catch something and I'm like, well, I knew I caught it before, but did I sell it or do I have a copy of it like sitting out on the island someplace because it's just spread out everywhere. Um, so I, I'm sure that I have 15 different, uh, I don't know, honeybees that I've caught over time in cages um, sitting out next to like next to somebody's tent, but I can't remember where they all are. So I just got them all sitting, uh, sitting out there and spread out uh, waiting for uh, apparently tomorrow my museum will open and then I can start cleaning things up. Uh, but I'm having an absolute blast with the game. And I have to say the feature that I think is making this game absolutely incredible. Well, two, two, two features. Number one, uh, one the, the number one feature that I think is making this incredible is the Nook Miles. You open up your little phone, you look at your Nook Miles and you're like, okay, I've got like three little tasks that I can go complete right now. Uh, especially once you unlock the Nook Miles Plus. Okay, so uh, once you unlock the Nook Miles Plus, you have this constantly rotating set of tasks that you can do up on top of your phone, 
And so you get out your Nook phone, you look and you're like, all right, go chop down 10 trees. So I'm going to go and I'm going to uh, get a, use my Nook miles to buy a ticket to another island, chop down 10 trees, pick up some bugs, maybe some fish and uh, uh, then come back and I've checked that off and I get some, some Nook miles for that. Uh, another thing the are the other thing that I think is uh, a game changer for this is the existence of the other the mis- the mystery islands that I was just talking about being able to go to those those other islands and find stuff that is not on your island is incredibly cool and I'm having a blast doing it I like on your island you have to make sure that you use a stone axe because then you can get you know, three wax at each tree to get the wood from the tree without cutting the tree down. Because if you cut the tree down, then you have to replant the trees and you got to wait for them to grow back. And that means you don't get fruit. But when you go to a mysterious island, you can use your metal axe and you just chop the trees down and you don't have to worry about fixing things. You know, you dig up, um, you, you dig holes in the ground uh, behind you so that you can whack the the rock eight times and get eight things out of it. And you don't have to worry about filling in those divots. You, you you just go to the island and you trash it and then you leave and it doesn't matter because that island was procedurally generated, I'm assuming, and it just gets uh, reset for some other time. Uh, and I think it's really cool. I'm having a blast playing Animal Crossing. I do have to um, not confirm. I, I do have to mention that the people who are player two in Animal Crossing are having a significantly worse experience than the player one. And I don't have to deal with that because I'm not sharing my Switch with anyone. But if you're somebody who is sharing a Switch, you're kind of getting screwed on Animal Crossing, and I don't think it's cool. Uh, Nintendo isn't going to change anything, but the player two experience is just not nearly as good as the player one experience from what I have read. I've not experienced this myself, but they can't place bridges. They, they can't, um, craft certain things until the player one crafts certain things. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like it was just a very, very bad decision on Nintendo's part. And of course, Nintendo will never admit to it. They're not going to say, you know what, you guys are right. We we, we we messed this up. Let's fix this for you. That's not going to happen. Nintendo is just going to say, um, we decide what's best, and you're going to uh, play our game the way that we want you to play it. And, you know, Bravden Chat is saying they touted this game as a family game, which really stinks, because... They're not making the family experience nearly as good as the single player experience. And I I agree with what Brav is saying. That being said, if you're not sharing your Switch with anybody and you don't have Animal Crossing, go get it because it's awesome. If you're sharing your Switch with somebody, then you might want to think about it. Uh, speaking of Animal Crossing, real quick before we move on, uh, Nintendo of Europe is giving away um, a, a rug for your... Um, for your house in Animal Crossing. And it's an exclusive for members. It's the silk rug that has the uh, little leaf logo on it. It's really cool. I don't know how to get it if you're not in Europe, but uh, it looks cool. And it's if you are a Nintendo Switch Online member, then you can uh, get a hold of that. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll hear from a sponsor. When we come back, we'll talk about 
some uh, some titles that are in development currently. Stick around, everybody. These people are upset because even after waiting all night, they were unable to get their kids a new version of a game called Dragon Quest. All right, everybody, let's talk about uh, one of my favorite developers on the Nintendo Switch is Inti Creates. They've made the Gunvolt games. Uh, Inti Creates uh, made um, uh, the Blaster Master Zero games, and Blaster Master Zero is absolutely one of my favorite games on the Nintendo Switch. Not only that, but Zero Two, even better. I love Inti Creates, and their CEO... Takuya Aizu, and hopefully I pronounced that right, uh, they tweeted something out in Japanese, and then, of course, JapaneseNintendo.com translated it for us. Uh, basically, they have three titles currently under development, is current, uh, I'm sorry, under development, and are currently considering how to announce them in light of several video game show cancellations due to the global coronavirus pandemic. Here's what I have to say about that. NT Creates. Do your own like video, just do a video, hire whoever does the Nintendo direct videos, uh, or you know what would be even better. Just tell me and I'll, I'll make the announcements for you, but that's not going to happen. But uh, just do like a Nintendo direct style video to announce your three games. Nintendo is not the only one doing it. We we've seen a shovel Knight uh, in the uh, shovel Knight announcements in the vein of Nintendo directs, but um I'm excited because I'm a huge fan of Inti Creates. I think they make really, really good games. And for them to have three titles in development, I think is awesome. What I will say is this. Please don't announce these games until you are very, very close to release. Because announcing things early doesn't help. All it does is get people hyped up and then they forget about your game until uh, it comes out. So just wait. I think the best the best way to do an announcement is like what Todd Howard did for uh, Fallout 4 at uh, E3. That game was coming out in October, and in June they announced it. I think that was a great way to do it. It's just a couple months away, and they're like, oh, and by the way, you can get this game in October, or maybe it was November. It was, it was a fall release, and you were able to get that game uh, at... Um, within a couple of months of the announcement. And I think that that's really the best way to go. You don't want to do what Square Enix does, where Square Enix announced, what was it, five years ago? <laughs> I don't even know how many years ago it was. But it was a long time ago that Square Enix announced uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, a really, really long time ago. And uh, it's still not out. I mean, it's going to come out in less than a month, which is very exciting. Uh, but... You know, we, we saw it at E3 for like a couple of years in a row, and then we didn't hear anything for a, for a couple of years, and then it was back again. So don't do what Square Enix does. Do what, do what uh, Bethesda did. Announce your game very close to the actual release date. All right, this story is kind of interesting. Uh, this comes to us via Kotaku. Uh, Sony ends up pulling a popular Mario creation from Dreams after a Nintendo complaint. So if you don't know what Dreams is, Dreams is this game on PlayStation where you can make games. And of course, anytime you can make a game, what gets made? Mario games get made because the people who are playing games now are people who many times grew up 
playing Mario games. And what do you do? You you make uh, things based on the things that you love. And people love Mario, so they made a Mario game. Uh, they they made Mario character models in um, in the game Dreams. And Nintendo said, hey, you can't do that. So they, they talked to Sony and Sony said, all right, we're going to we're going to get rid of that for you. We're going to take that off of dreams. Now, is this a big deal? No, it's not. And I know that there's a lot of people who are mad at Nintendo for doing this. And I have to say that Nintendo is doing what they are legally obligated to do. Nintendo has to protect its copyright. If they don't protect their copyright, then what could happen is that somebody could do something with their copyright that they really don't like, something bad that reflects poorly on Nintendo, and Nintendo would go to sue them, and the judge might say, well, but you never protected your copyright in this instance, so therefore you can't do it this time. You can't pick and choose when you're going to defend against copyright. So I think Nintendo did what they were supposed to do. I think Sony did what they were supposed to do. And I think what would be the best uh, option now would be for Nintendo to simply contact the person that made it and say, uh, here you go, we're going to give you a license to do this. However, these are the rules related to it. And you can't make any money off of it. And if they did that, I think that would be kind of cool. Would that ever happen? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's no way that that would happen. However, I, I, I have to say that the people who are angry at Nintendo and angry at Sony for doing this, they're legally obligated to do these things. And the person who made the Mario character model in Dreams they were breaking copyright law. Now, the worst thing that they could do is for Nintendo to sue this person. They already said Sony take this down and Sony took it down. And there's no reason to go anywhere be, uh, further than that. So hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, Nintendo doesn't absolutely don't do this. Nintendo does not sue this person. They they could Legally, they have grounds to stand on. It would be a jerk move, but they could. I hope that they don't. All right, one more story before we get out of here. If you go back to the first year of Nintendo's uh, launch of the Nintendo Switch, back to 2017, first off, that was one of the best the best years in video games because of all of the awesome Nintendo games that came out. We had... Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Splatoon 2. And if those were the only four games that came out that year, you'd be pretty happy with that. But there were tons of other games as well. One of the other games that came out that year was ARMS. And ARMS is my second favorite fighting game of all time. My first favorite fighting game of all time is Smash. ARMS is my second favorite fighting game. And when Nintendo first showed off ARMS in that January Direct, January 2017, and we saw the gameplay, and they showed like that guy in the in the uh, you know the shirt, the suit shirt and the tie 
fighting against the girl in the school clothes or whatever, and they were fighting with their fists, I thought to myself, oh, no, Nintendo, don't do this. Don't do this. You, you've got, don't go back to the Wii, you know, move on from that. And they showed what the gameplay was like. I was like, oh, this is going to be real bad, real bad. But then they had the, the global test punch. And the global test punch for ARMS, you know, you could just use buttons. And ARMS was an incredibly fun game. Unfortunately, ARMS was released right after, and, and I'm doing this from memory, so I could be wrong about this, but it was released, I think it was about two weeks after uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and about two weeks before Splatoon 2. This is a game that very much relies on playing online with others and to be released in the middle of two of the biggest online games for Nintendo ever was a huge mistake because there's a bunch of people who are playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe they're busy playing that game. They're not going to go out and buy arms. And then there's a bunch of people who are waiting for Splatoon 2. They know Splatoon 2 is coming. They're huge fans of Splatoon. Why would they buy, buy arms only two weeks before Splatoon 2 comes out? It doesn't make any sense. Arms is a game that should have just been held onto for a long time and dropped when there was a drought, when there wasn't another big online game releasing on the Nintendo Switch. But Nintendo released it when they did, and it was a really awesome game. And if you've never played it, check it out because it's super fun. I don't know if you can still uh, try a demo or not, but it's a super, super fun game. I don't recommend using the motion controls. I know a lot of the competitive players use the motion controls. I just prefer to use the, the, uh, the pro controller. It's super comfortable, and it plays incredibly well. It's a ridiculously good fighting game. Why in the hell are you talking about Arms, Bill? That's a couple of years old now. Well, there is a tournament that is coming up. Uh, this was tweeted out by Nintendo of America three hours ago. They said, rip those sleeves off because Arms is joining the North American online option open action. Place in the top eight, and you'll be eligible for 2,000 eligible. I, I messed that up. You will be eligible for 2,500 gold points on your Nintendo uh, system. Uh, the Arms North American Online Open April 2020 punches off uh, on April 4th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So register today and uh, you can follow the link in the show notes. This is episode 494 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Go to runjumpstomp.com to find the show notes there. It's a fantastic game. These days, I don't play it. And why don't I play it? I were to, if I were to guess, I've well, anytime I've played arms, I've never had a problem connecting and finding somebody to play with. It's almost it's always been almost instantaneous. That being said, it's been months since I have played arms. And if I were to guess, the people who are playing arms right now are probably incredibly fantastic at that game. They are the super pro players who are just gonna clean house with anybody. So for me, the filthy casual to go and play that game right now, probably not going to happen uh, because I would just get my my tail kicked. Now, if you're good at video games, then maybe you want to check it out. It's a super good game. And, uh, you know, I hope the tournament goes well. And I hope that we get an ARMS 2. I would like to see an ARMS 2 announced 
should it be on the Switch or should it be on the Switch's um, successor? I think I would like to see an ARMS 2 announced maybe next year or the year after if it's going to be on the Switch or wait until the successor comes out and have it be like a launch title. I think that that would be very, very cool. Anyway, thank you all for listening to the show. Become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can also watch the show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. Use that hashtag AskRJS. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want more information about the other shows on the network, go to gstu.net. And if you want to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. We have all kinds of links there for ways that you can support the show. Uh, the music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Thank you all for hanging out with me. Uh, have a great day and uh, stay red. Wash your hands. 